Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Chris Mitchell, and this is the Real Estate For You podcast brought to you by SellingNTX.com. On today's show, I've invited Paula Pitzinger, who's a listing agent for Kirk McDonald Realtors. Welcome to the show, Paula. It's great to have you. Thank you, Chris. Now, you know, Paula, I've invited a lot of industry professionals to the show, but you're the first real estate agent, uh, other than myself, of course, to be on the show. So, of course, there's a selfish reason for that. Uh, I wanted to learn from you and your experience. So, Paula, you didn't start out in real estate right out of school. You were a nurse. Yes, that's right. Okay. How long were you were you in nursing? I was in nursing for 13 years, and then I just decided to take the plunge. What brought you to real estate? So my mother was a real estate agent, very successful real, real estate agent from like 1985 till about 1993 when she retired. Mm-hmm. And I had been in the business with her for, before she retired, about three years. So we got to work together and I learned a lot from her. Mm-hmm. She was in the Tarrant Top 20 in Azle, Texas for every year that she was a real estate agent. Wow. She, so she was really good. Well, that's impressive. I just wanted a change of career, and I love, I like it. I, I like doing it. Yeah. So she was in real estate for about five years, and you started with her, and then she stayed in for another three years. Did yeah. you take over her business after she retired? Her partner stayed on. They had a real estate company. So I stayed there for an, another year after she retired, and then I left there because I wanted to go venture out into the whole Fort Worth Metroplex. Okay. So, but that's where I got my base was in Azel. In Azel. So. And mm-hmm. then you yes. sort of went into the Fort Worth yes. area. So you've been in, in real estate since 80... 80- no, I've been in real estate since 1994. 94. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a lot of experience under your belt. So you started with your mom and then where did you, from that point, where did you end up going? Um, I worked at a couple of different REMAX offices in the area through uh, 2014, mm-hmm. which is when I went to work for Redfin in Dallas uh-huh. as a listing specialist. Okay. So you have you have expertise in Dallas, yes, Plano, Frisco, everywhere. Every, okay, mm-hmm. all the way from uh, I guess Azle to to Dallas and everywhere in between is is I guess your area that you service. Yes, the whole area, the entire area. During that that time, were you primarily a seller's agent? Did you work buyers? What was your primary source of business? I primarily did listings. Okay. That's all I did was listings. Um, I never did the buyer side of it. Uh-huh. So I had so many years of being a buyer's agent. That one year there, I really learned a whole whole lot about listings and pricing and what will make a house sell for quickly. Good. What's the difference between a listing agent and a buyer's agent? A listing agent represents just the seller. It's a totally different job. It's more of a business transaction than on the buyer's side. It's a it's more of an emotional <laughs> transaction. Um, and the listing agent um, has to be able to back up the price that they tell the seller. They have to be able to deliver bad news that the seller may not want to hear at times where you really don't know how the transaction's going to go. Right. With a buyer side, it's always looking forward, moving forward. Everyone's happy, excited, and it's just a different stress level for the agent. Okay. Are there agents that do both jobs? Yes, there's agents that do both jobs, but you don't represent both at the same time. Okay, so in that situation, I guess they're just kind of a go-between. Um, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I imagine just in that capacity, would you recommend sellers and or buyers use that type of agent, or would you rep- would you recommend each party have their own agency? Each person needs representation. Mm-hmm. 
at least they need to be given that opportunity and let them decide if they want to continue to work with a listing agent as an intermediary. Okay. In your business now, do you focus, I guess, primarily on listings? Actually, I'm pretty balanced between the two because I work by referral. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of buyer referrals, you know, so I'm, I'm pretty balanced on okay. that. When it comes to selling a property, what are some challenges that I guess come along with selling a property as both a listing agent, but also as a homeowner? Price and condition are the two things that are going to make a house seller they won't. And trying to, first of all, establish a fair price that the seller doesn't feel like they're giving their home away, but they don't want it to sit there and not be shown as well. Mm-hmm. So that can be kind of stressful. How can price of a property, how can that impact marketing? And and I guess what I'm asking is, can marketing overcome an overpriced property? It can't. No, it can't. There's no amount of marketing that can overcome overpriced properties. So the, the marketing gets the buyers into the property, but the price actually, price and condition, I should say, actually sells the property. If the price isn't right... You won't even get anybody through the front door. Okay. Because the buyers have so much access to data now on the internet. Who controls the price of the property? The market controls the price. And that's what I tell sellers. When I list it and they want to list it too high, I will tell them, we'll see what the the market says about the price. And when it's silence, that's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. And the market is essentially the, the buyers. The buyers, yes. Why is the property condition important when it comes to marketing and pricing a property? The condition is very critical because there's so much uh, media shows about renovations and, you know, fixer-uppers, staging. So that puts everyone's radar up about getting their home sold that way. And if you don't take the steps to make your property compete they're going to be walking into maybe five or six homes that day and yours stands out because it's not, you know, for whatever reason, it's not in good condition. Okay. So it's not enough just to have a property, put it on the market at a competitive price. The property itself has to be in a condition where a buyer would find it desirable. Absolutely. And the only thing that you can do about that is let your seller know you can either put the money into the house or we can take it off of the price. And then the buyer can make the choice that way. Excellent. Whenever it comes to your listings, what kind of marketing do you do to get your homes sold? We have a Matterport scan where we go in and scan the home where it will give a 3D model and a floor plan of the home. Mm -hmm. We take professional photographs. Tell me about that. What's the difference between professional photographs and say, if I wanted to go in with uh, my own camera, my own iPhone? So that might be my biggest pet peeve. Cell phone pictures do not do your listing justice. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there's a lot of people that will scan through unprofessional pictures and they won't even look at the house because of the pictures. For whatever reason, it gives, it sends a message to the market that it's not updated. You don't want them to see the good pictures. They don't care. So I always think the professional pictures add so much to it. That's kind of the first step in capturing the buyer's attention is putting good pictures out there, having a good price. And of course, Good location yeah. as, as well. Absolutely. And my clients that call are from out of town a lot of times, and if there are no pictures, they skip over it and then it's forgotten about. Right. And even if the pictures are bad, same thing. Mm-hmm. 
especially the out-of-town clients, you bring up a good point because we, I know we get a lot of buyers coming in from California, Nevada, Florida, other areas besides Texas who, like you said, generally start their house hunt online. And typically the first thing they see is going to be that picture once they narrow down based on price and location. So yeah, you bring up a good point that the professional pictures are probably one of the bigger points when it comes to marketing a, a property. Absolutely, they are. Do you feel like agents get maybe a bad rap in the market nowadays? I know in the past, there's been almost like agents are looked at as used car salesmen. Do you feel like that's still the stigma? I do feel like that's still the stigma. And I feel like it's up to each one of us as individual agents Uh to convince our clients that we aren't that way. Uh, There are so many agents in the market now, Mm -hmm. uh, and it always happens when the market gets hot like it's been and that everybody wants to be a part of it. And so all these agents go out and get their real estate license. So you need to really do something that stands out. Right. Buyers are so aware and have access to so much data. They can buy a house online without us. So if you will allow them to just take their time, contact you when they're ready, it will happen. Mm -hmm. So with the market shifting a little bit at the beginning of 2019, how do you think that's going to impact the agent pool out there? I think there will be people that will fall off that won't want to work as hard. You know, you, we don't, we just have to work smarter. Mm-hmm. These agents that feel like it's easy, it's so plentiful, are fixing to have a real eye opening mm-hmm. that they're going to have to work, really put forth the things that we've been taught to do from the very beginning about staying in touch with your clients. You feel like that relationship is going to take an even bigger impact on if that client will stay with you as your real estate agent versus going to another agent that they find, say, off Zillow or Realtor or even Google for that matter. I think people like Zillow for their reviews and they to get recommendations, but I feel like a client-realtor relationship can be for life if we just do the basics and stay in touch. Speaking of reviews, so I did some research on you, of course. We looked at Zillow and you're, so you're part of Kirk McDonald Realtors Group, really high up there as far as the number of reviews that, that we, and I say we, I've, I'm included in that. I noticed that you're the number one agent on that review site. How has that impact your business? And do you think that that has led to you being so successful or contributed to you being so successful in the real estate industry? I know for me, I go read reviews on restaurants, doctors. I want recommendations for any kind of trade like that. So I do think that I am more comfortable directing people to my reviews. Go read my reviews, make your own decision. Mm -hmm. I've had several clients call me because of my reviews. So yes, I think reviews help. Nice. Has there ever been a buyer or seller that you have refused to work with? And if so, what was that situation? You know, it's just something that you have to make a good business decision about. And I have had a seller that just absolutely wouldn't listen to me about the price. So what happens when you take an overpriced listing and it doesn't sell, you lose all the integrity that you feel like you had as a re- in the relationship with that seller. So I would rather walk away and 
still be friends than to have a bad situation come out of that. I know a lot of agents out there will take a listing, even if it's overpriced, just to get their name out there, get their shine in the yard and hopefully generate buyers off of that. But it sounds like you have a different approach where you would much rather be realistic about the property and the pricing and, and your ability to sell property at a certain price than to just take the listing in hopes of generating buyers from it at a later time. Chris, if you take a listing like that and it sits there, I just feel like you'll get a lot more referrals for being honest and and doing the right thing as opposed to taking something overpriced and just hoping that something happens. Okay. Is there any advice you would give to people wanting to sell their home on their own? And I know as a real estate agent, that's kind of counterintuitive to the way we think, but there are folks out there who wish to take advantage of the market and maybe sell their property on their own. Is there any advice that you can give to those folks? So yes, I have personal experience with this one, Chris. Um, in 1997, I built a home and a year later, we sold the home and I wanted to try to for sale by owner. So I put my name and number, although I am an agent, uh, I put agent under my name. And when the call started coming in and people wanted to see the inside of it, Oh, it just, you just don't respond the same way when someone's looking at your home and, you know, certain comments they make and that kind of thing. You just take it personal. Mm -hmm. So I just listed it with our Remax company under my name, but I didn't show it. It's not any fun to show your own property. I imagine a lot of the comments that they make pertaining to either, I don't know, decorations, paint color, whatever it may be. It's hard to take those not personal, I guess. It is. Especially when it's your own home. It is. And when those buyers come through, they don't feel comfortable looking in cabinets. They don't feel comfortable looking in closets. So if they leave there with unanswered questions, the chances are they will just forget about it. That's a good point. I've noticed a lot of for sale by owners, you know, being a real estate agent, I want to see what's in the market. So I'll go and if they're advertising on Zillow or wherever they're advertising, I'll go look at the property. And a lot of times there's not a lot of information about the property. The photos aren't great. And unfortunately, those folks, unless they're priced extraordinarily well, which normally they're they're not mm -hmm. because they want to take advantage and get as much cash as they can for their home, it sort of puts you in a situation where you know that property's out there and you may pass it along to your buyer, but it may be a property that your buyer is not interested in just based on the information that the owner has put out there. Yes. And most of the time, I'm not going to say all of the times, but most of the time when I have met people that did for sale by owner, usually they say they would use an agent again because the chances of a completely stress-free, problem-free transaction just is challenging when you're trying to sell your own home. So aside for the for sale by owner group, there's a lot of these companies out there who offer to come in, buy your home, close quick, give you cash, have you had any experience with any of those as far as competing for a listing? And if so, uh, what are the benefits of those companies and what are the maybe the negatives of those companies? I haven't had any of those, the companies that I assume you're talking about the online companies, the technology companies. Mm -hmm. So no, I really haven't had a situation where I was in competition with one of those guys. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up for us today. I wanted to thank Paula for joining us. If you like the show and you want to hear more, search for The Real Estate Podcast for you wherever you listen to your podcast. Be sure to subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let us know how we're doing. You can also find us by visiting sellingntx.com slash podcast 
or by searching Google for hashtag selling in TX. And Paula, is there any contact information you would like to relate to our listeners? Yeah, you can call me at 817-946-8191. And my email address is paula at kirkmcdonaldrealtors.com. Excellent. And Paula, if you would, just for clarification, can you spell your last name for us? I know a lot of folks will try to Google you. I just want to make sure they have the right spelling. It's P-I-T-T-S-I-N-G-E-R. Great. Well, again, Paula, I wanted to thank you for coming by. And until next time, make it a great day. 